This is a Main Hustle Media podcast. Welcome to Blurred Comics, the podcast about blackness and blurred shit from a couple of mixed black blurs. Here is your boy, Blurred Vision. And Mixed Girl Maine. What's happening? Oh, uh, <laughs> this is yeah, what a fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I heard it in that side. That was an audible. I was thinking about, I was like, what are we, I was like, what are we going to, we're going to jump in? And then I was like, wait a second, this has been a fucked up week. <laughs> right. So updates yeah. on Mixed Girl Maine. I lost my job, my new job that I just started two and a half weeks ago. Basically, it was neither a fit. I was not a fit for them and they were not a fit for me. I have never not been a fit for a company before. Right. So this is a new experience. Part of it was, I think, that the job they sold and the job I accepted were two different jobs. Right. Or the job they sold and the job I got were two different jobs. So yeah, yeah, had they told me had they accurately described the job to be what it was that I ended up taking, I would not have taken this job. So that would have been number one. It could have prevented that. But you, number... said you would have been, a, you could have prevented this. Right. You know, they this wouldn't have been behind in their hire. And, you know, in hindsight, the things that I thought of as pink flags should have been red flags, kind of, right. but that really the only way for me to know was to get in there. I but, mean, and that's, that's the thing you run, you run the risk you of run the risk, right? So I actually don't really feel that bad about it. Besides being freaked out that, you know, me being the breadwinner no longer has (laughs) money coming in. That's there. Um, But besides that, like, I actually don't really regret. I definitely don't regret leaving the toxic job. 100%. Like, even though I jumped shit pretty fast. um, God, I just don't feel like it was that fast, though. Because I interviewed for this place five times. That's how That's... many people I talk to. I asked right. the questions that were going to make me feel like atmospherically was I going to like this place. But what was missing, really, in hindsight, what was missing is a really detailed understanding of what the job, what their expectations of the job was. And I don't mean this the way I'm going to say it, but the duties that they had were, be- that they expected were beneath my skill set. The speed a... that they needed was above uh... my abilities. So... <laughs> No. Uh, okay. So what they okay. So what they were asking you to do was below the shit that you know how to do. Right. But the things that they specifically needed you to do, the at at at, at which they needed you to know how to do and mm-hmm. be already proficient in that shit mm-hmm. and ready to go, was was faster than your skill set was has the ability to be. Yeah. Like, I think that even if I had laid in it, like, even if they gave me the full three months of, you know, probationary time to, like, get myself really in it, I still don't think I would have achieved the speed that they need. And I can't tell if that's because I'm 41 as fuck and I'm just like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, I'm not gonna be that fast. Or, or if it really was like the predecessor to that position, she was especially fast like in a way that you know i'm a i'm a geek right so my first thing was like what's superhuman meteor uh bite from a whatever got you that fast because i am not that fast you know like there there was a little bit of that going on but yeah like i'm 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 relieved kind of (sighs) i'm not 
upset about it. I'm just and I don't even think like it's not even hard feelings type of thing like I've left jobs with hard feelings before it's not that it's just that like shit I got a job now <laughs> right yeah I mean yeah I mean that's a that's a that's a pill you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. to swallow you feel mm-hmm. me um so but yeah I mean... that was my week I uh basically it was my 12th day and I could tell when I walked in I mean honestly when I woke up on Friday I was like ugh. I already do not want to be here. I was only there for 12 days, and three of the 12 days I had come home crying. (laughs) What? Wow. You know, that's a big deal. Like, I've noticed over the last year I have admitted to being more emotional than I usually am comfortable admitting. Right, um, right. Like, like, I was so unsatisfied so quickly. But, Mm. you know, I felt stuck. I felt like shit. You know, I left a job. And and the bridge on that job is burnt. Not it doesn't matter though. It wasn't like I walked in, even though I I pretended that I was gonna do it. Even though I didn't go in there and be like, "Fuck y'all, I'm leaving." You know, I turned right, in a right. notice. It was a short notice, but um, these people, it wouldn't have mattered if I turned in six months notice and fully trained my replacement, or if I left on a whim. They were gonna talk shit about me right away anyway. Um, Regardless, that, yeah. yeah. And so like even one of the people at the job had come to my defense that day because they were talking shit about me already. I hadn't even left yet. And that person had said, like, she's the first one you've hired who ever could do my job and back me up when I'm gone. So I'm pissed and you don't get to talk about her, you know, in front of me. Like, you need to stop that shit. And so, like, that bridge was going to be burnt regardless. It's because they are, you know, toxic people who think the world has fucked them over, not the other way around. If they had just Mm -hmm. been kinder people... I wouldn't have had the problems that I had to to make me want to leave like I did. So don't regret that. I don't even feel like I jumped ship too early. Like, it's not one of those things where I feel like in hindsight I was stupid. I, I, I felt like that when I was freaking out the other day. But now that I've, you know, removed from it or whatever, I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm actually, I actually don't regret that I left that. I think that was the best call. But this job, in hindsight, probably, God, I just don't know if I would have known. I honestly... Even with hindsight, like how I, would you? Yeah, like I'm not seeing. Uh, there are a couple of signs, like the fact that we had to cover our tattoos. I don't really want to be at a part of at a place where they're going to be that restrictive, where you you know you can't even take your sweater off without right. you know getting written up because I have a tattoo on my arm. The other part, my tattoo is a cultural tattoo. You know, like it's not right. it's not like it's, it's not. some weird shit. It's my family crest from my Japanese side. So it's like, you know, I can't show that. All right, fine. So that kind of bothered me, and I probably should have thought of that as a red flag. And then the other one is because there was a slight language barrier, I misinterpreted his answer to a question of mine that was a make or break me accepting this job. And he, I think, misinterpreted my explanation of what I did not want to do. I didn't pick okay, up on so... the misinterpretation until after I got the job, until after I started the job. So whatever. When you say when you say language barrier, what was the... Well, he's been here forever, but he, you know, he has a, he has a thick, like, Hebrew accent, and he okay. uses words incorrectly, but he's a, he has an awareness of it. So he, he, um, he's like, tell me if I say the words wrong. You're like, I don't feel bad about that. You know, I speak with an accent. It's fine. But he'll use, he would use words that, um, 
gosh, there was one in particular that he used to use all the time, which wasn't actually a word the way he said it, but I knew what he was saying when he said it. What was that word? I don't remember. I'm 41. Who cares? That's super. Um, <laughs> like, I don't even care. Weird, but whatever it was, like, there were places in which pronunciation, I would misinterpret pr- pronunciation. And then I started making myself like um, a, go- a glossary of like what he says what it sounds like and what he means but there were some things that i wasn't picking up fast enough and so i might send out an email with the incorrect thing and then it made him look stupid well shit i didn't know you didn't tell me i don't know you know there was things that's kind of weird it was weird but again like this isn't like the type of situation in other places where you're just like fuck this place you know it was more just like Mm -hmm this is an unfortunate place you know like or for me for me it was an unfortunate place for somebody else i'm sure that would be because the atmosphere and the people were great i actually really liked that part of it it was just right. the, the daily Cause, duties right because you said there was a lot of uh, people of, of color yeah, I mean, everybody not, was brown not, you yeah. know like there was let's see there were two white people three i'm picturing them all right now uh, there was about four people that were white and everyone else was latinx or one light-skinned black person everybody else was primarily latinx or asian or a mix or combination of their of that kind so all day long i'm looking at yellow and brown people primarily and Mm. that was there was already something about that that was really awesome for me you know right exactly um so yeah i don't have any hard feelings about it i just like i'm you know i'm freaking out that i don't have time to find another job before i gotta worry about bills and stuff like that but you know i'm gonna get on my hustle and i'm gonna make it work but also I think like since I moved to LA, I've had nothing but what's the best word for it? I don't want to say unlucky because I don't think that's necessarily part of it. Although I do think there's a, a unluckiness to there's it. A bit of, yeah, there's a bit of that. I've had, I was going to say it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a luck thing. Yeah, it's kind of a luck thing. But like I had when I first started, when I first got here to LA, I had this great job and I pr- was promoted quickly. And, uh, you know, I was on this career path and I was excited about it, even though it wasn't necessarily a thing I was passionate about. I found creativity and passion in it. And then because something happened to me at that job, that job was taken away from me. Um, And so that was unfortunate. I guess that's what I'll say. The the jobs that I've had here have been unfortunate. And so like had that event not happened to me, I wouldn't have had to be removed. I would have still been there probably. And and then the flip side of that is militantly mixed probably wouldn't have started. Blurred comics probably wouldn't have started because I wouldn't have had time if I stayed there. Right. So, you know, good and bad. Uh, then I took on some contract work at a place that I could have stayed at, but I could tell right away I couldn't follow the owner. That owner was not going to be someone that I could work for and um so i ran out my contract i let my contract run out and i moved on and it was for me in that case only unfortunate that i liked the people that i was working with but i couldn't follow that leader that leader was going to send us down a path that was not going to work for me you know right right right. again unfortunate and then the job my toxic job same thing my interview was great and in the beginning it was like the job in terms of my skill set was below my skill set, but it was exactly what I wanted because I wanted to not bring work home. I wanted to clock out and come home and work on main hustle media, you know? Right, so right. it was perfect. So in terms of all that, that would have been perfect. It's just that it was run by a couple of people that were super duper toxic. They had a negative impact on most of their employees. Sometimes the employees were also toxic too. And then I had a couple that I buddied up with that we were all similar, you know, in the same boat. And then I got to a point where I was like, I didn't want to take it anymore. Whether or not I could have is a different story. Right. I no, was, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. I chose my mental health over that And then I picked this thing that turned out to be, it wasn't going to be chill. 
it, I knew going in it wasn't really going to be a chill day, but I thought I could still clock out and move on with my life when I got home. I was getting home an hour earlier and stuff, so that was nice. And the people were great, like I said. It was just like the job itself Honestly, the job itself wasn't something I wanted to do, but there was no way of knowing until I got there. So, you know, four, and also I've never worked at that many places in such a small amount of time. I usually hunker in and I'm, I'm somewhere for a long time, but because of, you know, unfortunate matchups, I guess, you know, situations, (laughs) things like that. Um, it just hasn't worked out. So like, I'm in this weird place here in LA where I, you know, I wanted to come back home. I wanted to be out here. This is where I wanted to, to live, but I haven't thrived professionally here at all where I have in places where I was less happy with the place I lived in. And maybe that's the thing. I love living in LA. I have so much access to shit that I love to do, Right. but I'm not professionally thriving because there's so much shit I like to do. Whereas when I lived in like Bridgewater, Massachusetts, population 11,000, you know, there wasn't Mm -hmm. shit to do so I could thrive professionally, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if that's the thing, but, uh, so I've had this weird thing where like, with the podcast, with the main hustle media and all the shows, I'm thriving personally, like my own personal brand of things. I'm I'm enjoying it on a personal level and I'm thriving there. Not financially yet, but you know, whatever, we'll get there with time. But unfortunately, I need to start thriving financially so that I don't have to keep working that with people. Part. <laughs> <laughs> like, that part. Oh. Give us money, people. You know, yeah, so that's where it is. It's like, keep starting shows, keep looking for people to join the network, try to start generating some income through this so that I don't have to keep working for people. And just realizing, honestly, maybe it is being 40, dude. Maybe it is that, because it is just like, I do not want to do some of the shit that that I'm talented at. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it for other people. You don't want to do the shit that you're... You don't want to do it for other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I, I have a specific set of skills that has made me promotable when I go into companies. And, you know, when I was at Dell, I got promoted in three months. And then I was in a new position, I got promoted in three months. And then I was in a new position, I got promoted in three months. And then I hunkered in that position for a couple of years. Like, that. that was the way that things had always been when I was at that job here in LA where the unfortunate event occurred. Same thing. I was there for from August until end of November and I got promoted and I was a department head at that point and I was, you Mm -hmm. know, thriving there. Like that's the kind of worker I am. But now I just don't want to spend my labor for the benefit of others because I haven't gotten rich off of shit I can do, but other people have. (laughs) I, you know, I, and I get that. I, I think that you have more of a like for me, obviously doing what I do. Uh, I never thought that, that, you know, obviously I just I was just going into sales and and looking for things. But I never knew that I was going to do what I was what I do now. Right. Um, but I have I think I've gotten to a point where I'm just like, I can do that shit. Um, I can do it pretty well. I get fucking weekends off. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm I'm Monday through Friday. I'm early as shit. I can, you know, I can do things with that job. So therefore I'm just like, you know what, hey, you know, and but I and and we do do shit, but I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not out there in them streets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's kinda like the same thing. I mean, well, the opposite or way that you said that you were doing in when you were in Bridgewater or whatever. Right. And the thing is like that's important too. You know, there's right. sometimes you need that. Like like again, if right now, let's say the toxic job, that setup was ideal for me to be able to build my business on the side. I didn't have to work weekends. I wasn't getting calls at night. I clocked out and the nights were mine. 
but right. and that's that's a big thing too is is when when I leave at three thirty or whatever I'm done I don't got to think about that shit no more right if right. I have a day off I don't I don't have anybody that has to back me up mm-hmm. because it's just just me you know what I mean so that that is a it's a large part of that whole thing you know and that would be great if I could have right now just to get through the panic of the summer because honestly it's the summer that is the scariest time for us. Tree's a college professor. He's, but you know, worse than that, he's an adjunct, so he doesn't get a full load anyway. He works a full load, but he doesn't get paid for a full load. And then during the summer, he's got one class for the next six weeks, you know. Uh, it's been my job for the, you know, major portion of our, our pretty much with the exception of like one year, it's been my job to be the breadwinner for our family for the last 20 mm-hmm. years. And um, uh, I can't tell, like, is it getting harder? for me to do that because I now know what I want to do and I I I'm I perceive a talent at it. I just need the opportunity to be able to make money for it, the time and the opportunity to make money at it. If it's being 40 or if it's just like I'm just exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that the 40 part makes you exhausted. I, yeah, maybe. And like think... the 40 thing is freeing though because you're just like I do not give a fuck about the shit I gave a fuck about when I was 27. Right. No, but that's that's what I call them the fuck it 40s. Because you know what? Like, if a motherfucker be like, hey, can you, you know, hey, man, I'm going to have this at my house. And be like, nope, I don't I, I don't want to go. <laughs> but, but it's but it's my, you know what I mean? I'm going to have a barbecue and shit. Be like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, so you got something you got to do? No, no, no. I, I just don't want to. Man, in the but, old days, it was coming up with ideas. It was like, oh, Tree's got to do this, or I got this other thing, or I'm booked, or whatever. Like, if you get from me, I'm booked. I'm booked. Right. But if what you get from me is, nah. <laughs> Then it's right. LA traffic. It's I'm feeling too introverted today. I'm feeling too 40 today. I just don't want to. Like, that is so much freedom that I wish I felt at 27. Me too. Like, I wish I was just like, you know what? Nah, I'm good, homie. Right? And it's cool now, too, because it's starting to catch where other friends, and maybe it's because we're being more open about mental health and things like that, we're, we're starting to be more accepting of it. Is now the group of friends I have, I can say, I am not feeling like I want to leave the house today. And I've got friends right now that says, great, you take care of you, talk to you tomorrow. And before, you know, when we were younger, you say you don't want to come out and you're a bit, don't be a bitch, don't be a pussy, what's wrong Man, with you? you? You know? Are you acting like a bitch? Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's so nice now. And it's not like all of my friends are 40. I mean, right. you know, Javia is 10 years younger than me and, we, you know, we've got the partnership through Main Hustle and everything like that, but she hella is understand, you know, because she, she gets mm-hmm. it too. She has a similar thing. So if um there's been times when i was like oh i'm gonna stop by to drop something off and then i'm just like yeah no i'm not gonna do that and she's like bet <laughs> cool. see you when cool. i see you you know yeah. like it's so yeah. much more freeing now so yeah, yeah i can't figure out where i can't quite figure out if it's partly fuck it 40s which thank you for giving me that term because i didn't even think about it uh right. partly that or if it's really just like i fucking know what i want to do now main hustle media and creating this platform for you know, POC created content is priority for me right now. It's what I've always wanted to do a version of this. I now figured out like the pieces have aligned and I've now figured out what version of this I want to do. And with the shows, like what I get out of doing militantly mix on a personal level, like a personal connecting to mixed race people thing, I can't, I need that now. That's medicine. I have to take it. 
Blurred Comics with like us getting to talk about geeky shit and talk to our, you know, podcast play cousins and, you know, other black nerds out there and not have to do it in secret and in shame anymore. I fucking mm-hmm. come alive when we do this. And right. people will say, if they listen to both shows, they'll say, you sound different on Blurred Comics than you do on Militantly Mixed. And that's because my intersectionalness is focused in the direction of whatever the show is so like right right when i'm doing militantly mixed i'm a mixed race person when we're doing blurred comics this is more encompassing of everything that is important to me we're both mixed black we're we focus on our blackness uh we're both fucking nerds you know and geeks about shit and we're not uncomfortable about it which i think is amazing that we both get to do this so I come alive on t- like on Tuesdays. I love fucking doing this shit with you. Also, I just there's a weird part of it which I think we've talked about before of like knowing that I've known you for so long, mm-hmm. but not always in your life. You know, we're not always in each other's yeah. life. But that the the boy that I knew and the man that you are, I've like I love I love seeing what you are. Like I love seeing what you became, and I wish I knew more of the nerdiness when we were younger because who knows what the fuck we would have been. We could have been doing right. right? Like we could have been the fucking Russo, uh, like the Russo. You know what I'm saying? And, and like if we, you know, if we want to hybrid our names together and be some kind of brothers, I would totally fucking do that shit because we talk <laughs> about the same shit. Like we're into the same fucking shit, and I love that we have this opportunity now to spend this time together and do this and it's funny too because there's people who know both of us who listen and mm-hmm. will send me messages sometimes and, and will be just like this shit is hilarious like i wish you guys were doing this in high school like what right. version of this could we have been doing in high school together dealing with all the shit that we may have been going through in right. high school age but if we had the freedom to be this just be yeah just be yeah um be. it could have been it could have been a lot of fun but you know i and i come alive for this and now that i'm launching that that, that third show by Furious, that's a whole nother part of me that I kept under wraps for a long time. You know, it's, it's not like right. people haven't known I was bisexual. And it, it's just that I never really had a coming out. I just talked bisexual and people figured it out, right? Mm-hmm. I never had mm-hmm. to unveil myself. I did have to do a coming out as Polly. And, you know, obviously that ends up being something that I end up talking about a, a lot. But because of my just being thing, I get asked a lot of gay shit. You know, people are like, well, I hear you talk about your nerdy shit and I hear you talk about your mixed shit. But like, how are you just this regular ass person who happens to also be bisexual? Most of us have to have a thing. You know, it has right. to be their whole thing. And, you know, my, my, my bisexuality is not my whole thing, but it's, it is something that I, that I should explore with people because it's the, it's actually the questions I get asked most often. Hey y'all, it's your girl Charmaine Fury, aka Mixed Girl Maine, the busiest mixed race bisexual polyamorous atheist podcaster in this podcasting game. And I am here to announce my new show on the Maine Hustle Media Podcast Network by Furious with Mixed Girl Maine. By Furious is a podcast about sex and sexuality, gender, lifestyles, and love styles. It's a safe space podcast for all of us intersectional folks out there that just want to let our queer flags fly without having to fall into a particular group, mold, or label. By Furious will be a bi-monthly, see what I did there, show hosted on the Anchor Podcasting platform. Our first show will air on June 28th, just in time for the end of Pride Month. If you like me on Militantly Mixed and Blurred Comics, you'll love me on By Furious. Stay tuned, and we'll see you on June 28th. Peace, y'all. So I'm going to launch that show now, and I'm going to talk to other queer folks that are feeling weird and don't want to feel weird, you know. And this shit is just fucking fun. I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to do anything (laughs) else. 
Right. <laughs> we'll we'll get this shit. We'll get this shit, girl. Don't, yeah. You know, we're going to get it. We're it's so, it. yeah, it's so much fun. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad. Like, I was, Friday wasn't as that bad of a day because the second I got home, like, I got to work at 7. I was home by, like, 7.24. <laughs> That's how fast it happened. It was yeah. amazing. I'm so right. glad that they did that at the beginning of the day. Because if those motherfuckers had made me right. stay till 4, I would have been hella mad. Right, uh, that whole, let her work the whole day. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, just pay me for the time. Tell me to go home. So by 7.45, though, I was posting shit. I was just like, um, I was working on the promo for By Furious. Like, I was hitting it. I was ready. Saturday was a little different. I got real dark on Saturday. Revan had this, like, insane bloody nose that did not stop because he has these really violent sneezes, so he's just, like, busts blood vessels. And so, like, I'm, like, oh, crying in a puddle of my cat's blood because I can't afford his care now and, and things like that. So it was like, I was in a dark, dark... And then that's when I also felt stupid. Like, okay, you couldn't do this fucking job. You know, that kind of, you know, I punished myself a little bit on Saturday. Yeah, don't do that. I know, but I did it, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we all do. And then Sunday <laughs> rolls around and I finally got myself out of the house. And that was the other part. All day Saturday, I was waiting to go to Juneteenth. And then, you know, Tree took a nap that lasted long. And I, the Revan and all that stuff and things got too much. And so I just didn't go. But then Sunday came up and we got out the house and we went. And I flipped. Because was it was great. Uh, and it yeah. wasn't like it was, um, it wasn't as big of, of, a, of a heritage festival as I expected it to be. But, but it was just like, it was just black. You know? Right. Like sometimes, sometimes that's what you need. It's like we, yeah, it's yeah. just black. And <laughs> and uh, I ran into someone out there. So uh, my dance instructor, when I first came to LA, I started taking dance classes um, for fun and exercise and stuff. And I ended up friending up with the, one of the instructors at the place that I was going at. Her name is um, Michelle. She goes by Get to Work on on Instagram and stuff. Uh, work W E R K. And she is. First of all, too much, like, her energy is just there. Like, you're just sitting here, I'm like, I got bad days, and, you know, you got all this energy, and <laughs> she's all flexible and shit. So, like, I just love her personality anyway. And at the time that I met her, she uh, she had a hashtag for all her videos and stuff was hashtag follow the fro. And so I was just, like, stalking that fro wherever she went. I just, I just like, so enamored with her as an instructor and as a person. And, um, and I haven't seen her in a while because I hadn't been doing dance classes anymore. Plus, I gained all kind of weight. But uh, she and her sister were there selling T-shirts. Mm -hmm. uh, her sister has a company, 1222design.com. And uh, so they had t-shirts that said like not today colonizer and i'm rooting for everybody black and i love my hair and stuff and and so they had a booth there so i um but i was looking for the booth and then all of a sudden tree hears my name being called from like you know just charmaine you know and i was just yeah. i was not paying attention i was looking for the booth i didn't see her she wasn't <laughs> even at the booth she was somewhere else and so it was great it was just like there was black people everywhere there was music playing because they the the music was non-stop they had a stage and it was just a band playing and it was performer after performer after performer they had the booths out so there was you know like artifact stuff and paintings and uh, music booths and food booths and t-shirt booths all kinds of stuff like that but really honestly even if all, none of that shit was there it was just that there was hundreds of black people around right and that yeah, charges like the batteries That's sometimes you need that yeah and because it's just so nice like i haven't had a proper juneteenth uh like around black folks in years you know i grew up doing the cookouts with my family and we always knew that what juneteenth was about growing up and so and then i moved to texas and where juneteenth was very celebrated so i'm like let's see when did i move to massachusetts I was, what, 34, 35? 
35, 33, 34, 35, somewhere around there. That's when I found out black people outside of Texas didn't know about Juneteenth. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm looking for Juneteenth celebrations in Massachusetts and there wasn't any. And that's, and then I started asking like the four black people I knew the whole time I was in Massachusetts, where do y'all go for this? And they're like, what is that? Or, you know, maybe they knew about it. You mean the four, the four out of the seven black people that live in Massachusetts? (laughs) Word. (laughs) So it was just like, you know, I didn't realize there wasn't, because, you know, there was parades in Austin. There was a parade every year and things like that. So I had a place to go. It wasn't like a family or a familial type of situation, but it was still like black people celebrating Juneteenth. Boom. You know, I didn't have it the whole time I was in mass. And then we come to California and the first time I even do anything Juneteenth oriented was last year and it was in santa monica like a park (laughs) in santa monica yeah and so it was like the people at the booths were black and the people on the stage were black but the people there were primarily white it and that's is that i mean as a as a person who's mixed does that does that not make it ring true or is it like okay cool these motherfuckers is is here to celebrate with us or do you think that it has to be all the black folks it's just like hey man this is our holiday you know what i mean yeah i get yeah i have all those emotions so part of it and tell me if you feel this way because i and i think it has to do with my presentation why i feel this way Mm -hmm. if i'm in a, a thing that is supposed to be black oriented and there are white folks there. Right. I instantly feel like their presence brings me to attention. Like where people are looking at them and looking at me and being like, oh, she's more like them than us. So I get, that's, that's still my baggage, right? That's still the mixed baggage that I deal with sometimes. So sometimes I get salty about white folks in black spaces because i'm like you're bringing too much attention to my mixed ass and i want to blend right 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 um i don't know if that is uh, i don't know because i i mean i do know that when i am around other white folks i am you know i mean i'm me whatever Mm -hmm. but then when my niggas get there i'm out you know yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and then so i feel as though I feel as though it's it's weird because like when I then be like oh shit my nigga Jay here all right and then you start walking away I feel like their eyes are on oh there he goes to be with his people you know what I mean <laughs> right right but I know that's probably not what they think and they probably do I don't give a fuck or they're probably <laughs> like our protector is gone like yeah, our like, gateway into going to being around us? black people is gone uh yeah so I definitely get that like I would much rather and I mean. You know, it's how it's how we grew up, right? I would much rather be around be the only light person in a group of black folks than be the only of color person in a group of white folks. That's how my environment was as a child. So as an adult, now that it's the reverse usually, I am more often uncomfortable because I know I am not light enough to be accepted amongst white folks right and i'm not seeking it either there's that so like the santa monica juneteenth thing i felt a kind of way because it was like i felt like they were casting i i was afraid but i hate that i'm about to admit this i was afraid that the presence of white people was gonna make people think that i was also a tourist no no no. i get no that's that's perfectly understandable right you want the black folks to be like, look, she came here because she understands the blackness that is present that is present today. Mm-hmm. Not, 
oh look some other people that are around watching us yeah are a part of that fucking crew that just saw people at a park and wanted to fucking curiously right. walk through here you know right. I, I that is super understandable and that being said the the parts that were blackity black felt great you know hearing the drums there was at the time there was a performance going on with uh, african drummers and at one point in particular and dancers and at one point in particular the men stopped drumming and these two women stepped forward and it was like these women are doing something they're stepping outside of what would be considered normal for the for the their tribal groups that they come from but you know we're this is a renaissance and we're you know we're owning it as as, as black folks that like the the beat of drums and Afri you know specifically african drums speaks to us you know our blood we feel a kind of way when we hear it and those women wanted to provide that sensation to people so they uh, stepped uh. up and they started drumming in ways that was uh, traditionally considered a, a man's job and when they started drumming my whole body just filled up you know like i don't mm -hmm. know i just mm -hmm. i just loved it so like yeah i had the feelings about the white presence and and my yellowness felt i felt very yellow in the moment right but then i heard those drums and those drums fucked me up like every time i hear african drums or japanese drums taiko drums I right. it those drums in particular affect me differently that's, than other kinds of music. I was gonna say that's on a different level because that shit is like that's I mean and and, and obviously on in our blackness well my blackness I I would have felt it in a different way than you because that's some real deep shit the Japanese like I want to take my shit. shoes off when I hear drums like that you know like weird right, things right, that right, like right. wouldn't be my normal thing like I just want to like. <laughs> feel the earth and yes, you know like yes, it, it starts to affect me in a way <laughs> no i get it that's what i didn't even think of it that way no i i get that shit now oh that is so weird that i thought about that but yeah like i do all of a sudden like want to go full-on earth mom or something i just yeah, like, like want like to touch ground to yeah yes it's so weird but like it called to me and pulled to me and and i was excited and then and then i had a couple moments like there was a that we were already we had already transitioned to vegetarian at the time and there was a that had a vegetarian two dishes I think that were vegetarian and so I went up there and I ordered my food and then she goes what name do you want to hold in there and so like if we're in black spaces you know I put my name for it if we're in white spaces it's usually easier to say Tristan because I know they're gonna fuck up right. my name but you know I still make them do it but you know what I'm saying but so I said Charmaine and I started to spell it and the woman big-eyed me and I was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right. you're right. What was I thinking? Sorry. You're right. <laughs> and My she, bad. You know, she looked at me okay. like, how do you think, like, G girl, girl, <laughs> exactly. That's you don't take your ass yeah, right so I, and I, so like yeah. i had that so so while it was an unusual juneteenth kind of celebration it's still i had moments that that charged me up a little bit or whatever but this one it was just like even if i didn't engage anywhere it was just that there was it was so black you know right it was off of Crenshaw, it was, there was the food, and there was the, you know, there was the smell of barbecue, which, you know, obviously I got issues now because of being a vegetarian, and Juneteenth foods are my comfort foods, so I have to find new foods or, or different ways to connect and stuff like that. Uh, one thing I didn't do yesterday, which I will do tomorrow, or was that yesterday? Sunday, which I will do tomorrow on actual Juneteenth is drink a red drink, you know, because that's part of the that's part of the thing so yeah it just felt good i don't know it just felt good and it was yeah. nice also to run into somebody that i knew too and it just you know if it, it just felt good and there was so there was a lot more vegetarian options there than i anticipated 
it took hella. It was like 30 minutes until we got our food, but I had good food and I got a couple t-shirts and it just felt good. So by the time I got home, my whole attitude and stuff like that had shifted from the previous day. And I basically had to re-record almost all of my Juneteenth episode because I was recording it when I was down. I just did. And so I had to basically re-record it because I finally, I was up finally, you know. And I didn't want to have a bad episode. You know, I didn't want to be sad throughout my episode. So it was good. It was good. Um, And I'm looking forward to actually going to the event tomorrow on Juneteenth so that I can be around black people again, you know. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Maybe and, you just need some blackness to get your spirit back. That's really it. Like it. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter that I present as yellow as I do. I'm fucking black. I grew up black. I'm black. I just happen to look yellow. I'm blackity black and then black, y'all. Right. I'm black. Have you heard that song? Yes, of course. <laughs> it's so funny that it's it's one of those things that is fake, but we've taken it to be real. <laughs> It is no, it is it is uh no right 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 right. It's a parody that we didn't make it. Yes, no, it is CB4. When the one dude uh left the group and went to be like the Chuck D type of um dude. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's... I'm black, y'all. CB4. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. There's just like there's no other way. Like even if I go to a Japanese event because it is my secondary identifying ethnicity, you know. Even when I go to a Japanese event. I, I feel there's things that touch, you know, touch my spirit, my heart, whatever you want to say. But like, I know that when they're looking at me, I'm an unfortunate thing, you know, like Japanese don't mix and you're not Japanese. You're just, you know, whatever. Like, I know that that's there, but right. I'm never not black. I'm never not black, you know? Right. That's the, and that's the thing. That's the thing is a lot of motherfuckers don't realize that about mixed people is that especially black presenting mixed people is that we're never we are at some points not what they are but we're never not black right right yeah and so like that's why juneteenth is is so important and for me and why i feel so sad when black folks don't know about it because they miss this chance of feeling that way I mean, there's other opportunities. We have a Christmas in July or any fucking cookout that we, you know, right. have or whatever. I had to ask uh, at work today. They made, uh, we had a um, a luncheon for last month. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the boss, he's he's an older dude. He he reminds me of my dad a lot of. And he, he was like, all right, so what should we get for lunch? And I was like, man, we're going to get some barbecue in this yeah, motherfucker, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we had some good ass barbecue today, man. I had to do it for him. Hmm. Had to do it. That's nice. But no, there was a there was a a, a Juneteenth um, cartoon that I thought it's it's just about it's about like you know like being black and then it it's about like when you when you catch yourself, but what wow, it's it's a June so there's these two kids and they're on a um on a swing set and he was like hey bruh, you got any plans for the fourth and the other one was like do turkey celebrate Thanksgiving <laughs> so, so so the kid goes what so he's like. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, what? And I was like, I, he, I don't know about you, but my ancestors were still slaves in 1776. Word. Their Independence Day wasn't until June 19th, 1865. That was the day American slaves were officially freaked. It also happened to be a full two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. But you probably won't find that in Google Calendar. And the dude was like... Man, I know what Juneteenth is. 
I'm just trying to figure out why you would go with uh, turkeys instead of Native Americans when Native America was right there. Oh, shit. Goes, yeah, man. I, I heard it as I said. It. <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard it. <laughs> I thought I was like, oh, that's a good ass. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. I do definitely feel a difference about, well, July 4th also is my brother's birthday. So for me, the Independence Day of it all was never as big as the birthday element. Right. So right. I'm fully fine to focus all my efforts on Juneteenth as Independence Day and July 4th as my brother's birthday. Yeah, yeah. And, and not have to worry about Independence Day. I mean, I appreciate the day off. I'm going to go ahead and take that day off if, um, if I'm working for somebody. <laughs> keep it moving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, or, you know, using it as a reason to get together with folks, you know, shit like that. Yeah, of course. But Juneteenth is a day. So I did have one exchange with a white person. You know, now that I'm just like 40 as fuck and unapologetically mm-hmm whatever the fuck um the it was it was my last day at that job it was friday and the one white lady who's really nice there that i would talk to she saw me in the kitchen in the morning she's like hey charmaine you got any weekend plans and i go yeah i'm gonna go to the juneteenth heritage festival and she goes juneteenth june what what? (laughs) like like did i say it wrong kind of a thing and I was like, Juneteenth. And she goes, what? what's that? And I go, oh. And I did it intentionally like this, where I behaved as if I'm surprised you don't know about it. Like, even right. though she's a white lady, I, I'm like, fuck it. This is how I'm going to talk to white people about Juneteenth now. Right. And I was like, oh, you know, it's the, it's the celebration of emancipation of slavery two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation. And she goes, oh, oh, that sounds complicated. Um, I'm going fishing in Palm Springs. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to apologetically explain the history to white folks anymore. I'm going to put right. it out there. Your ancestors enslaved my ancestors and probably some of my ancestors enslaved some of my ancestors. You know mm. what I'm saying? We're mixed. Mm, yeah. Whatever. Complicated. Um, you know, and I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to pretend that like, why should white people not have to suffer the discomfort the way we have to suffer the discomfort as black folks, you know, like we just do. I'm done. I'm done with it. And I'm just going to go ahead and be a hundred percent out there. Right. And then, I mean, treat them like when you say some shit, like today should be native American, uh, you know, uh, day instead of fucking Columbus day. And then they look at you like, why Columbus man, shut the The history and the memory and all that kind of stuff. Fuck you. No, like let's acknowledge the shit because how, how are we not going to get past it? If we, we don't, nothing that you sweep under the rug is going to get fixed. You got to address it. You got to deal with stuff. I mean, you can take it in any form, right? Married couples, cheating is involved. You decide to stay together. Why? Because you have to fucking confront the shit, figure it out, work it out get through it a uncomfortable situation at work confrontation with the boss you don't just go on and act like everything's Mm -hmm. okay and not expect that eventually gonna get fired you gotta attack it you gotta go head on you gotta you know have someone moderate it you deal with the shit and then you move on like adults like it's the same thing historically we have had some fucked up shit in this country and we have to acknowledge it indigenous lands were taken away people were taken their language was taken away their cultures were taken away and now they're you know they're not fully citizens of the land that they're from african slave descendants same thing we come from people that were kidnapped from a continent brought here and we're supposed to somehow just be american now you know no big deal just be american um that's not it the chinese and the and the 
the railroads they were here because they had a purpose and once their purpose was served they were mistreated and ostracized and not given citizenship and you know blah 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 the japanese were interned the well primarily mexican but it seems like now a lot of south americans and central americans are being stuck at the border because they can't cross because they're criminals and rapists and bullshit you know like we have got to start attacking the problems acknowledging that they exist and fucking work on it and correct misinformation so that we can be the kind of country that the statue of liberty promises you know Mm mm-hmm that's right. it. So That's it. Juneteenth okay. is tomorrow. Well, at the time y'all are listening to this, Juneteenth was yesterday. It's, but for us, it it's tomorrow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, but you know what? I guess just use this opportunity to be like, go to black events, support black businesses. Yep. You know, if you could buy toothpaste at a white grocery store or toothpaste at a black owned mm-hmm. store, get it from the black owned store even if it's online buy black.com whatever like let's start putting our money into our communities let's start going to events let's support the arts of our people and just like let's let the day juneteenth be a reminder that black people are fucking here we're supposed to be free so let's fucking be free yeah man and there you have it (laughs) there you have it Mommy made me mash my M and M. Here we go. <laughs> Blurred Comics is a Main Hustle Media podcast, co-hosted by Mixed Girl Main and Blurred Vision, produced and edited by Charmaine Johnson. If you like our show, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.